On today's episode of 94 by 50, we have a great interview with a performance coach at BCI, which is Body Creations, Inc., located in Huntsville, Alabama. We have Dale Boyd. He's involved in starting BCI basketball. We talk about anything from AAU basketball to the importance of breathing to books and podcasts, uh, just everything. It's a wide-open conversation. think you'll really enjoy. We have a 30-second timeout with me. We have our always in and out-of-bounds segment, uh, and then we finish up with Twitter poll updates from the press conference number two. This is Dylan Minnell with 94 by 50 bringing you episode three. Let's go. Welcome to episode three. Super excited to be bringing you this episode on Thursday, August the 1st. Yes, I said August. It's crazy to think that the summer has already come and gone, June and July. Very exciting time of the year as schools are getting ready to open their doors back up to students. Uh, I think back so much to my time working in the three different high schools that I had the opportunity to work at. Uh, and it's so it's such a, a, a exciting time of year because of all the potential of what the year may bring. You know, I know all of my teacher friends have started in services and teacher meetings and you know, administrative meetings and just doing their full preparation to make sure that you know they're ready to go when students walk in the door. You know, I hope that if you're listening to this, whether you're a student, you're a teacher, you're an administrator, you're a parent, whatever you are, that you have just a, an unmatched optimism heading into the school year. You know, I think back to my own school experiences, and I had a great one. I you know, went to high school at Lexington High School. It's located in northwest Alabama, a little small school there, uh, right on the Tennessee state line. Had a chance to work uh, at some great schools. And, you know, the one thing that I hope that you approach this year is you, you take the chance to build and develop every relationship that you can. Uh, you know, I, I, like I said, I think back to my own time and you know, I, I always look and go, man, I wish I would have branched out a little bit more. I had a chance this past weekend to go visit with a guy that just finished playing basketball for me at Randolph. That's now playing soccer at the university of South Carolina. They're in Columbia Parker league. And was spending time with Parker and he was showing me around campus and you know, some different things there at South Carolina that I'd never seen before and just was catching up with him, had a great time. And he, he said something that really stuck with me. He was talking about how excited he was for the entire student body to be on campus. You know, all the athletes have been there all summer working and preparing for their seasons and you know, practices and workouts and what have you. But he talked about how excited he was for the entire student body to be there so he could meet so many different people. And I almost uh, had a moment of shame towards myself because I was a little bit of the opposite to a degree where all I wanted was the people that I always surrounded myself with around me. And I never took as many opportunities as I could have to branch out, to meet other people, to you know, build relationships. You never know, you know what someone's walk of life is, what they have, what you can take from them and then what they can take from you as well. So uh, I encourage you as the school year approaches, as you're getting ready to begin classes or begin whatever it is, you know, uh, especially for you know teachers, for administrators, for coaches, for uh, you know students, take time to build as many relationships as you can. You never know how those will help you out in years to come. And then as a parent, if you're listening to this as a parent, encourage that to happen, and it's a chance for you to build relationships as well with you know different different families, different parents. You know, uh, uh, life's a relationship game in my in my mind. Uh, you know, it's they, the old saying is it's not what you know, it's who you know. But uh, I agree with that to a degree. Um, you know, who you know gets you there, but what you know keeps you there. So, you know, take time to get to know people and hear their stories and hear where they came from. No telling what you may learn from the experience. So just a quick note as school is getting ready to start up. Hope you do that. Um, next, we're going to jump into our interview. Had a chance to have a 
a high-level professional in his industry on this week. We have Dale Boyd, who works at BCI. It's Body Creations, Inc. Uh, it's located in Huntsville, Alabama, where they work with all kind of athletes, all kind of people at all different levels, from you know, younger to high school to college to professional athletes, and you know, really train the body, they train the mind. Uh, they do all kind of different things. They they have this thing they call the BCI family where they bring you in, and it's it's really an impressive deal the way that they work with people. I'm a huge fan of Andy McCloy, the guy that started BCI and his entire staff and what they do there. So if you're in and around Huntsville or even out, like I know guys that travel long distances to go work with these dudes because they're some of the best of the best. So you know, look them up. You can find them all over social media. We talk about that with Dale. In the interview, you can learn ways to get in touch with them. Hope you enjoy it. Appreciate you being here. 94 by 50, episode three, Del Boyd coming at you now. All right, here we are with Dale Boyd, Dale of BCI Body Creations, Inc., located in Huntsville, Alabama, where they do a lot of strength, you know, all kind of different things with athletes and with, with the public. And uh, super excited to have Dale on today. Dale, how's life in Huntsville today? Man, man, life's amazing. How's everything out there where you're at? We're good. Harriman, Tennessee, we're happy to be here and, uh, you know, just uh, uh, living another day. We're blessed beyond measure. So appreciate you being on here with us. First off, you know, as we get going, just talk to and kind of give a background on like what's your role there at BCI? You know, what do you do in terms of there at the gym? So at BCI, I work with a wide variety of people. So in the mornings, I'll work with adult clientele ranging from like our large group fitness all the way to our small group fitness where it's more focused on more strength training aspects and heavier lifting. And then in the afternoon, I'll cycle to different athletes that we have, whether it be pro athletes all the way down to our youth athletes that are coming in from high school and middle school ages. Very cool. Well, you know, you mentioned their pro athletes and you know, the, the word pro always is kind of a buzzword. Just talk and to kind of for you guys, talk about some of the clients that you guys have. I know I see all over your social media and, and through Andy and through the BCI page, some of the clients that you guys have that come see you that are playing professionally currently. So right now, the person that's coming to see me the most is Janie Jackson. She's a, a professional golfer on that uh, road to the PGA Tour. Um a couple of our football players that have been in throughout the summer, Reggie Ragland, uh, Chester Rogers popped in for a day or so when he was in town, but he doesn't really live in Huntsville anymore. And then uh, a couple of basketball players, whether it be Levi and, and a couple of players he brought down when he had uh, his camp. Those are the most players that we see over the course of this time. But everybody's schedule is a little bit different. So whenever they have time to just come by and stop by, whether it be for a workout or a conversation, I mean, it's just always good to just reconnect with them and just like, be able to have them around because it's just more than working out it's a genuine friendship and conversation that we can just have together i i love that and i think you know one of the chance for people to understand you know you guys are really really serious about what you do but not just from the you know the work side of it but from the relationship side i love seeing you know you guys come i think it it speaks merit that these guys come back from their professional careers or collegiate careers or whatever and you're you're who they come see so you know i just everybody to kind of have an idea of what that looked like. So moving on, just so we can kind of get to know you better and talk at us a little bit. What's your background, you know, just where you're from and your story and, and that kind of thing, just briefly, so people can kind of get to know you here. Yep. So uh, I'm originally from Los Angeles, California, but uh, I am a military slash defense contracting brat. So if you know anything about Huntsville, Alabama, we are basically a military town. So anything and everything runs on the arsenal. So my dad uh, worked in Palmdale uh, when he was with North of Grumman, got a job. He had the option to transfer a couple places. 
and this is the one he chose. So I've been here for a while now. I think like second or third grade is when I came here. But uh, I honestly really love it here just because it's different. It's real peaceful. You're not really bothered with the big city thing. So you can really come here and relax. And anytime that you need to pop into a big city, you can go to Birmingham, Nashville, Atlanta. You're all within like a two-hour drive within all of those. For sure. No, I, I, I agree with that very much as I spent a little time living there in Huntsville. Um, what kind of got you, you talk about coming from a military upbringing and, and relocating here at Alabama. What kind of made you fall into the role that you're in now, you know, working with athletes that you do and being there at BCI? So, like, I've always been interested in sports. So, like, basketball is, was my background. I played all sports growing up, but basketball was just where my heart lied. But honestly, it I was always fascinated with the sport, but it wasn't really the aspect of playing the sport. So if you saw like Kobe or somebody get injured, like within the game, I was always fascinated by that would have taken any regular individual out of the game. Like what is really allowing him to be able to continue to play and play at such a high level, even though he's dealing with all these aspects. And uh, I was fortunate enough to have a, injury my junior year of basketball so you remember the louisville basketball player that kind of broke his leg oh yeah kevin Ware. yeah yeah i did that first so he kind of stole my idea but um the <laughs> ability for me to like have that experience and then for andy mccloy the um, owner of bci to be able to rehab me through that process and then me just being able to have that experience with him because he wasn't ever shy about really telling me why we were doing certain things he always had an answer and a specific purpose for what he was doing so that just really get, got me fascinated about why and how the recovery and rehab process goes. And that's where I was sold at. I knew what I wanted to do from there on out. I love it, man. That's, that's good stuff. So, you know, you've been talk, we started talking basketball here. And obviously, you know, our, our community's kind of catered a little to the basketball crowd. But we talk life. We talk hoops. We talk kind of everything in between. But one, one buzzword, or I guess you could say buzz phrase in the basketball community these days is AAU basketball. And I know you have a very strong stance, and we're going to get into kind of uh, several different things on it but let's talk you know for people that you know, maybe the general audience that that hears AAU basketball or they hear club basketball like I've been on the side of it of coaching and being involved in an organization with pro one there out of Huntsville but talk about a little bit like the importance of it because I think AAU basketball has gotten a bad rep over the years with some things that have gone on in the shoe companies but you know what's the in your mind in, in Dale Boyd's mind what's the good of AAU basketball man AAU basketball is an avenue that allows athletes that generally would go unrecognized to be able to travel to different areas and be able to expose themselves to different levels of competition and to put their name out there. So there's been a lot of the headlines about like what's wrong with AAU, but when you take a step back and really realize what AAU provides to the athlete, a lot of these athletes get stuck in their general population that they have around their area. And then if you're the top dog there, you really get lulled into this, mindset of that you really don't have to work anymore but let's say it's a kid from Huntsville Alabama and then you're playing on a major team and you're going out to California to play you get exposed to a whole different level of competition and that really brings you down to where you need to understand that you need to continue to work and evolve you meet different people you get to meet and uh, travel to different places and that's the beautiful thing about basketball it's one of those places that's worldwide so you never know where it could take you at the end of the day. For sure. And, you know, just talk about a few, you know, I, I love your, your Instagram posts. You always just, you know, you'll put up a random basket in a place you're in. Talk about just a few of the places that you've been that the game 
has taken you that you never thought you would have you would have made it to. You know, I know you, you're involved with a couple of G League teams, know some different players at different levels, and you know, kind of what like names just a couple of places that the game's taken you that you look and go, man, I can't believe the game of basketball brought me here. Man, that's actually something I started on a whim. I was uh, just taking photos of like just a basketball because I would see that like you would find a basketball goal in the most desolate of places you would find like a dirt road or something and you would just see like a telephone pole you would find a basketball there and one day I just snapped a photo and I was, I was looking and it was on the side of a mountain it was the most beautiful scenery I'd ever seen so and I just like put up a hashtag like basketball brought me here and then over the last couple of months I've been traveling every single where I go I find like a basketball hoop in like the weirdest spot so I just started shooting it but uh, I've had the opportunity to learn from a lot of amazing people. So from conferences and everything that I've been at, I've had the opportunity to meet people that have had jobs in the G- NBA G League and in the NBA and being able to be exposed to what they truly do. The thing that I really thought up front was that there was a lot of secrets and everything and everybody wanted to keep it close to their chest. But thanks to these individuals like Andrew Paul from the Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, Misha, from the Los Angeles Lakers and the uh, South Bay Lakers, they've been very, very open and honest with what they do at their level. And they have allowed me to come in and see what it is firsthand. And I've been able to absorb that and distill it down to the kids that I work with. And that's honestly been the biggest eye opening thing that I've been able to do over my travels, because that it's always a dream to be able to see what your favorite players are doing and to see it firsthand and then really see that some of the stuff that you're doing with your kids, isn't that much different. And then they have a different knowledge base to be able to give you a different insight into it. That's probably the most valuable experiences I've had. Over I, the past I love years. that. I think it's so, there's so much merit to the fact that people are really, really good at what they do. Like you said, they're not, they're not secret keepers. They want to help bring people, you know, up with them. You know, they've got to experience a level of success and they want to bring people with them along in that journey. And, you know, it takes a special dedication to go and do and travel and go meet with all these people, but you go do it. And I think that's, you know, why you're really, really good at what you do. So we're going to circle back, go back to the AAU world. One thing I wanted to hit on you, because I, like I said, I've been in it and you've been around it and there are are bad uh, you know you can, we talked about the good earlier but there is kind of the bad and the ugly side of AAU you know what are a few things that you think maybe that you know circuit basketball club basketball could fix and how they could do it like you know some things that maybe you see when you're at a tournament of ah you know th- this could be better that could be better and you know how would you go about fixing it if you had a little magic wand to wave so this summer I really just tried to like find every opportunity to really get around teams in like a real intimate situation to be able to see what were they doing, how were they doing it, like what the results were on the court, and then like what were the big holes that were being left unanswered within how they were governing like the process of just going through the weekend. And honestly, I just look at it like this now. It's a race to the bottom and it's a big sleepover at the weekend. So what I mean by like it's a race to the bottom, everybody's trying to include more and more at the end of the day. But at the, but when you're doing that, it's almost an aspect of who's going to be able to handle that workload that you're putting upon and who's going to break first. So the people that break first, honestly, you're not getting the results you want, but the people that can handle it, they just kind of survive enough to be able to get the recognition they're looking for. So I don't really feel AAU is doing a good job of developing players. I feel like it's doing an amazing job of showcasing players. But at the same time, like if you're building like a Formula One race car, you just don't drive it 24-7. You drive it, you tweak it, you see what's wrong with it, and then you go back out and test it again. I feel like the testing and tweaking part is the part that is really missing from AAU basketball. I, I love that. And that's, uh, you know, 
that's a great little segue into kind of the next thing I want to talk about. I'm glad you used the, the Formula One car uh, metaphor. So you talk a lot about uh, the importance of recovery, you know, and talk about because like you, you get these guys that go play four or five games in a day or they run around or they play, you know, eight games in a weekend or what have you, or, you know, even just in their high school teams or their college teams, or their pro teams. Talk about the importance of like letting your body recover, whether it's sleep, whether it's just downtime, whatever it is. And, you know, what your philosophy is on that. Man, recovery is where the magic happens, to be completely honest with you. So everybody that and I honestly have tried to get away from saying recovery because there's a stigma that, like, if I'm recovering, I'm missing out on something. To be completely honest, if you're not recovering, you're missing out on everything, to be completely honest with you. So when I talk about recovery, I'm just saying we're just training in a different way. So if we're focusing on training in a different way, you need to be able to take your contrast showers, like taking hot and cold showers to be able to stimulate your body to recover a certain type of way. You need to be able to lay down and breathe to be able to flip the switch from sympathetic to parasympathetic or fight or flight switch from there. You need to be able to put your phone down and get away from the blue light. You need to be able to go outside and experience nature and get some fresh air because you're in an insulated gym all day and you're not getting sunlight. So when I say it's a race to the bottom, all of these things are playing a part of what these kids are experiencing on a large scale. And it's only getting more and more hectic because a lot of the high profile kids aren't just playing for one team. They're playing for multiple teams. Like let's say a team isn't playing this weekend or they want to be seen at this tournament. It's nothing for them to pick up a phone call and get in contact with another organization and be at that tournament that next weekend. Right. Yeah. Um, no, a lot of this, you know, we're talking and we're relating it to basketball and relating to athletes, but, you know, it kind of, there's a lot of things that I think anybody could take from this. And one thing, and you use the word briefly in passing, uh, you put up an Instagram post not long ago that I loved, and you talked about the importance of breathing. You know, we're talking about something that we do involuntarily, but, you know, some exercises some practices on how important breathing is. And, you know, I think that can apply to anybody. So just, you know, talk about that. You know, what, in, what went into you thinking, man, I need to share how important it is to learn how to breathe and how to do different things. So it wasn't something I really had, like, my mindset set on to begin with, but Andy's been really big on the importance of breathing and why we should do it. So to keep it simple, like, if you can't breathe in a position, for one, you won't be able to move there. Number two, if you're breathing in a certain type of way, that's sending a certain signal for your body to give a certain type of response. So when we're circling back in this, if you can't breathe in a certain type of uh, situation and you're trying to make a basketball move, for example, if your body doesn't have the ability to breathe in that position, remember, your first and foremost job is for your body to keep you alive. If you can't breathe there, it automatically shuts off the ability for you to be able to access that movement pattern. So within that, if you focus on breathing, you can be able to allow more movement variability, which is key for basketball because it's such a chaotic sport. On the back end of it, we talked about the uh, flipping the switch from parasympathetic to sympathetic. Think fight or flight. So pretend like in prehistoric times, there's a tiger sitting across from you. That's when the switch, the switch flips and you need to be able to react and be able to get out of that situation to be able to keep yourself alive. But it's not advantageous for you to stay there because at some point you need to be able to calm your body down and be able to do something else. Because there's certain things that happen within your body, within that sympathetic state that aren't able to be sustained for a long period of time. That's really a high stress environment and you have to come at it at some time. So if we're talking about breathing, unconsciously we breathe all the time, but how you breathe is telling your body what kind of response to give out of you. So if you listen to, if you look at a baby cry, when they're crying, it's really short, shallow breaths 
But when they stop crying, that first breath that they have is just a deep, relaxed breath. So in the terms of my workout, it's okay for you to be short and shallow breathing and be really in tune and hyped to be able to do what you want to do. But when you circle back to when the baby's crying, at the end of the day, we need to be able to take that deep, relaxing breath in so that you can calm down and really focus on other things and start the recovery process within that. I, I love it. My Apple Watch tells me all the time to slow down and breathe. I'm sure I'm not the only one. So maybe I need to listen to, uh, to it more. I, I love that insight. And, you know, anybody listening here, obviously, it's very obvious to you know, be able to tell that you know what you're talking about. You, you do it at a high level. You guys at BCI do what you do at a high level. You know, what's kind of next for you? The thing I love about you and what you guys do is, you know, you're not comfortable where you are. You're always kind of striving to you know, work or to learn something or gain some type of knowledge. And I know we've talked about it off, off the record a little bit, but talk a little bit about what you got going on now, how you're striving to get to that next level of what you do. Well, um, currently I'm back in school, so just me furthering my education so I can really just have the credentials to be able to, for one, it was just a personal thing for me. So I never felt good. So my senior year of basketball, I had one semester left back in school. So for me to sit there as a coach and look at kids in the face and tell them you have to do things that you don't want to do at the end of the day, you need to be able to do this and you need to be able to do that. At the end of the day, when I would come home, I wouldn't feel good about myself because there were certain things that I really didn't finish or give my all to at the end of the day. So me just going back and putting myself in my position within my educational process, it may not open a door just because I have acronyms behind my name, but just for me personally, it's something that I needed to do to be able to grow and be able to put myself in a position where I could be confident in myself for one. Um, within the aspect of just training, just understanding different buckets of it. So within the training aspect, there's so many different things to understand. We talked about movement, and that's one part of it. You talked about breathing, that's another part of it having different exercises to be able to get certain effects out of the body is one part of it. Understanding your anatomy is one part of it. So just for me, I, right now, my biggest bucket I want to feel is anatomy because I really just want to be able to understand how the human body works in the interconnected nature of it within a whole different aspect. So going back to where I was talking about the, uh, the NBA coaches, I've been able to have a conversation with their understanding of what they're trying to get out of players and how the body works is on a whole different level that I admire. And then being around Andy every single day, he's always striving and telling you that you need to be able to constantly progress and be able to add more to your repertoire because there's no such thing as stagnation. The world's always turning, time's always moving. So if you're not getting better, you're always getting worse. I don't feel like there's a certain point to where you're just stagnant. You're either getting better or you're worse. Uh, so for yeah, just, so for me, it's just always just constantly finding a gap that I don't know as well and just trying to fill that gap to be able to where I shore it up and I have at least a baseline knowledge of it. I don't have to be an expert at everything, but I need to at least be able to confidently talk about a subject matter to where I can give quality advice. And if I don't know something, I've gotten real comfortable with just saying that I don't know and I can go find the information. I know where to find it at this point. I used to feel like I had to posture and know everything. But at this point, having the honesty within myself and then the clarity and the confidence within myself to admit why I don't know allows me to be able to know where I need to turn my focus to on the back end of everything. Right. I love it. I think there, you know, and it, and it 
it does, it creates this part of you that once you can admit you don't know something, you go, hey, I need to go figure it out to where if you, you create this roadblock in your mind of, oh, I know everything, you're never going to seek to learn more to, you know, to better yourself. So I love that outlook. So talk, you know, you've, you've covered a lot of different topics in a, in a very short time here, but talk, you know, everybody has inspiration, you know, things that they draw from. Are there any, you know, books? I know a lot of people that listen to us, they're always constantly asking me about books or podcasts or things that I listen to, whether it be motivational or whether it be, you know, what have you, even just something in your field? Are there, are there any books or podcasts that you have that you recommend, like, hey, if you really want to improve yourself, if you really want to, you know, do that, this is what you need to look at. Are there any of those that come off the top of your head? Oh, a few. Um, so inspiration-wise, like, one of my favorite people to ever exist in, like, history is Leonardo da Vinci. So if you look at everything that he did, he, was, he wasn't just a architect. He wasn't just a painter. He wasn't just a, a biologist or someone that was cutting open the cadavers to understand how the human body worked a little bit better. Like he was all of those things. And then he used every single one of those things to intersect and become better at what he was doing as a whole. So that's just how I approach everything. I look at certain things and just try to draw interconnectedness with it. So I've had the benefit of working with so many different athletes that I can go to a soccer player and look at what they do and then see what that is and just try to draw commonalities into how that can affect the game of basketball or just understand how the body works as a whole a little bit better. So using that as my inspiration, if I'm looking for a podcast to go into, right now my favorite podcast is from Luca Hochevar. It's the, uh, if you just Google his name, you, you'll find a couple of them because he's just a workhorse when it comes to everything he does. Um, the Practical Stoic Podcast is something I listen to every single day just from a mindset standpoint. It's something I, in five and seven minutes, I can uh, pull something from Stoics like Marcus Aurelius and just really prime my mind for what I'm looking for for today. And honestly, my last one is uh, a couple books that I've been reading. The happiness advantage is one that really hit me and really just turned my uh, lens to what it really means to be happy because when you're chasing everything, everything seems important. And a lot of times, I, I can honestly admit this, I got lost into what I actually got into doing this for. But over the past couple of weeks, honestly, it really turned back. So I was working with a team of free bands out of Atlanta. I uh, was able to be around them from a little bit and just seeing how the, how much passion these kids had and how they played together and how receptive they were to the things that I was able to bring to them. That really brought me back home to like, okay, this is the reason why you did this. No matter like the people you get opportunity to work with, no matter the places you get to uh, travel and everything, like you really got into this to be able to, to impact people at a really impressionable age so that they can have the things that you learn later on in life at an early position. So I started training with Andy at 15, 16. If a kid learns this stuff at 9, 10, how much better could they be and how much could they actualize themselves on the back end of it? Right. Well, you know, you talk about that and if you, if you get into it. So just, you know, for a couple of seconds and a little plug for BCI, if, if you know, someone listening to this, whether it's an athlete or whether it's a parent or whether it's a, a coach of a team and they want to get involved with you guys or have you, you know, you guys, BCI, have you, have Andy, whoever, you know, provide service for them. How do they go about reaching out to you guys? So uh, there's multiple different avenues. You can follow andymcloy.bci or underscore bci under Instagram. You can follow me, Dale Boyd underscore at Instagram. You, uh, we have coaches Chris Vermilia, Chris Tate, uh, Cam Farley, Kelly Fields, and uh, Kevin Perry. 
we every coach has their own little aspect and their own little expertise. So I played basketball. Chris Tate and Chris Vermilia played uh, baseball. Cam coached Fields and uh, KP both played football. So we don't ever feel like we need to step on each other's toes or there's no competing within that aspect of what we're trying to offer. Each one of us has our own different lens and our own different expertise into where how we can reach a player. We all work with different types of players. Like I work with a baseball player, a football player, and a basketball player within a group aspect of what we do. But if I have a question or I don't have an understanding of something, I'm not going to just force the aspect. I have somebody within our realm of contacts within the facility that I can just point to. Right. Love that. And do you guys also, do you guys provide, you know, we'll go back to your Formula One race car reference earlier. Do you guys provide any like dietary help? I know, you know, the big thing now is what you're putting in your body. Is it just as important as what you're doing with it? So do you guys offer any type of, uh, you know, dietitian help or, you know, helps with, you know, putting together a meal plan or anything like that? Man, it's all inclusive when you come work with BCI. We provide the not even the dietary plan. It's because if I give you a fish and you eat it, it's cool. I mean, you got fed, but you don't really understand how to fish. We're trying to teach you how to fish because at some point you're not going to be working with us, but you need to have these tools to be able to fend for yourself to where your performance never drops off. So whether you're an adult or an athlete, we provide nutritional information and content where you can be able to provide for yourself and understand how you need to eat if you're cooking for yourself or if you're going out to eat or you're traveling. We provide the understanding, the expertise of how you need to train within certain aspects of what you actually need. We just don't put everybody within a group and just tell you to go because everybody's different and everybody's goals are different. So we take everybody and help them reverse engineer what they're trying to get and then build the building blocks to be able to get there and really achieve what they're wanting to do in a environment that is longstanding. A lot of people get burned out with working out or nutritional because it's so hardcore. It's unsustainable for them to do. We're really just trying to make this a lifestyle so that you can take this, distill it down to your family and continue to do this and make this a lifestyle choice that you're moving forward with. I I love that. I mean, I don't know how if you're listening to this right now that you can't be an, intrigued by reaching out to BCI, reaching out to their family, their coaches, and you know finding a way to get involved with you're an athlete, you're a coach, you're a parent, what have you. I mean, this is a this is just incredible stuff. So on the on the subject of meals, kind of change gears here. You know, I uh, you know being around you know know how important health is to you. Um, and, uh, what, what's a good, uh, what's your favorite cheat meal? You know, that's a big thing. You know, uh, you may not take cheat days. You may be stuck to it, but if you, you know, you got your day off that you're going to eat, whatever it is, what's your go-to cheat meal? Oh man. I'm a, uh, I, I'm a self-proclaimed pizza connoisseur. So <laughs> any, any city that I go to, I'm trying to find your best pizza spot and I'm trying to try your best pizza, but keep in mind, I don't eat pork. I have a saying, if it's swine, it ain't mine. <laughs> uh, anything besides pork I'll throw on and anchovies I've tried those once Andy loves anchovies I'm sorry I, anchovies and sardines I can't do it I'm sorry but anything <laughs> other than that I'm game to try and I want to try your best piece so right now Austin Texas California Los Angeles California and this place in Birmingham that uh, Joe Gurley put me on to 
was really, really good. So those are my top three uh, pizza spots that I've been able to experience lately. Okay, so pizza would be pizza would be a cheap meal. I pizza is just a meal for me. I don't know if it's a cheap meal. It's just another day in the <laughs> life for for me here. Uh, I go but, I go a little overboard with. It, so, yeah. <laughs> I get that. So uh, two two things to you know wind down. I guess it's one, but two things built into one as we wrap up our time here with Dale Boyd of BCI. Um, you know we do this segment. Uh, it's part of the 94 by 50 podcast is entitled the press conference we have a couple guys come on and debate some topics it's been you know pretty laid back so far we're getting ready to get into some controversial some fun stuff but i'm gonna let you give you a chance to answer and uh you know both prompts and kind of get your your take on each and you know uh we've rubbed some people the wrong way in all of them but i think it's part of it if me and you agree then we're both wrong i think it's the old saying but uh the first one we did was you know what sport in your mind because you guys work with all of them uh there at bci do you think at the professional level is the toughest to play, be elite at, you know, be an all-star caliber, you know, elite talent at the professional level? What sport would that be in your mind? Ooh. Um, <laughs> um, so every different, every sport has its own little aspects that makes it tough. But from a technical, okay, so I'll do it this one, technical, mental, uh, technical aspect, golf. After right. swinging a golf club and really seeing how it feels, man, they're, they're not swinging the golf club 100%. They're really trying to have a, a little bit of finesse with it. So technically, golf is probably the most uh, the most difficult sport to play like with execution. Mindset, um, football. I've got to yeah. say football because some of the things that I've heard from some of the football players I've been around, like their experiences, some of the things that they've pushed through and gone through, um, yeah, you wouldn't any, I wouldn't in my rational mind do any of that stuff, but because of their love and dedication to what they do in their craft, they perform feats that to the outside looking in, you have an understanding of, okay, why did that player do that? You don't understand how fast that game is, what these players are going through within their mental aspects how bad some of them are hurting at times and still going on to the field and really making plays. So just from that aspect, I have to give my nod to them because I, I couldn't and wouldn't do it. So for everybody that steps on that field and puts their blood, sweat and tears on the line in the search of their dreams and trying to become better, man, my hats off to you. Cause mentally that's tough. I, I totally agree. Well, you know, you, a great pick with golf that actually won. We had, uh, over 120 people chime in a Twitter poll. Troy Saxton went with golf, and so that kind of won the vote. So uh, great pick by you. And then I, I totally agree on the football side. Last one, uh, the most recent episode of the press conference, we talked about the best postseason in sports. Like who, what sport in your mind, when it's postseason time, are you just geared into and, you know, thinks the best postseason and why? Okay, so I am the <laughs> – Chris. Uh, both my Chris's are probably going to uh, hate me for this, but I am the least – favorite i'm the smallest baseball fan you'll ever meet because to me it's so painful to watch it just happen because it's so slow but the little league world series when i have tuned into that the fact that kids from all over the world are really competing and you've got kids from so many different walks of life really in search of one thing and literally it's from around the world that's got to be the best postseason to me if okay i would spin it this way well i want to see what basketball is you're seeing the NBA make moves to like make more nationalized and everything, not just in the U.S. but across the world. Right. And I would love to see an NBA versus FIBA 
versus Australia versus China, like world championship at the Ooh. end of the year. But but you cannot like it's the top players, top five players from uh, the NBA, the top five players from FIBA. And there's a draft to where now we're picking new teams for everybody to play on. Wow. Um, I'm in with that idea. Let's I don't know who we have to call, but let's make that happen. Uh, yeah, let's yeah, find that, that would to, be interesting. That would be very interesting. I would tune in for that. You know, our friend, I guess, a common uh, mutual friend, Lawrence Pippins, is going to love your Little League World Series pick. I think that was his vote. Uh, he's received a little support from it, but I, I definitely see the side, the, the pride that those kids take and just be able to tune on the TV and watch uh, those guys play because I'm, I'm totally with you on that stance. Love it. Uh, well, Dale, I appreciate your time today. I know everybody listening does as well. You know, this is Dale Boyd with BCI. If you want to find him on Instagram, he is a must follow for multiple reasons. It's at Dale Boyd underscore. I got that right, I think. Uh, yes, sir, you did. And uh, so you can find Dale on Instagram and hit him up. Uh, super, you know, as you can hear, super interesting guy to talk to. And he's one of those, like we talked about earlier in the interview, that he's not trying to keep secrets. So if you have questions, I'm sure it's okay for me to tell them to reach out to you for those. For sure, for sure. And if you look at any of like my tag posts, any of those coaches I've mentioned, like if you're in a different aspect of playing sports, under my tag posts, you'll be able to find every single one of our coaches within whether you're a football player, baseball player, anything, you'll be able to find them. And then you can find somebody that has their own different expertise if you really don't even care what I have to say. I love it, man. Well, I love what you guys are doing. You guys are making, uh, you know, you're not just making the sport better, but you're making people better. And that's what this whole thing's about. You guys buy into that at BCI. So if you're listening, go find Dale, go find BCI, go join the BCI family. I heavily endorse it. Dale, we appreciate your time today and look forward to talking to you soon. Yes, sir. Much appreciated for you having me. All right. All right. I hope that you enjoyed that conversation with Dale Boyd as much as I did. There's not many people that care about what they do as much as he does. You know, we talk about having an unmatched enthusiasm and, you know, relentless optimism and all those type things. And he embodies that uh, about as much as anybody that I know. So super thankful for Dale taking time out of his busy day, training guys to jump in and talk to you guys for a bit. So uh, go find them on social media again. I, I feel like I'm really plugging those guys, but it's worth the follow. It's worth inquiring about. trying to become a part of the BCI family. They do a fantastic job there with athletes in Huntsville and throughout. So a couple things as we wrap up. First, want to get to in and out of bounds uh, where we talk about something that's going on in the world of basketball and something that's going on outside the world of basketball. Uh, On the inbound segment, you know, John Rothstein on Twitter puts up every day, and I love it. I favorite it every day, and I retweet it almost every day from my personal account. He has a countdown to college basketball game tip-off, and, As of today, this is Thursday, we are 96 days away from college basketball. So uh, if you know me, you know how excited I am about that. I hope you are as well. You know, it's kind of a downtime for hoops. You know, you got Team USA started practice. I think they've announced a few different players that will will participate on their team. Um, High school is about to start up, so high school teams will start training. You know, the professional free agency, everything's kind of died down. I know I saw where – the Los Angeles Clippers are adding Patrick Patterson, who was bought out of his contract with Oklahoma City Thunders. So, uh, you know, another piece heading to L.A. to play with Paul George and Kawhi. But the main thing inbounds today is we are 96 days away from college basketball season. If you're listening to this on Friday, it'd be 95 days, so on and so forth. So gear up, going to be a heck of a year in college hoops and in basketball altogether. On the out-of-bounds segment, uh, I'm not going to share a lot of opinions on this, more so just, you know, if you're listening to this and maybe you don't know, you're under a rock. The some of the presidential debates have started. I got a chance last night to tune into the Democratic uh, 
debate, I guess, and listen to some of those guys talk. And like I said, I'm not going to share my stance on here, but just wanted to update you that those are going on. If you you know haven't listened, haven't heard, go go check those out. I think you know, it's one thing. It's uh, our rights as citizens to be in tune with what's going on in, in the world of politics and you know, formulate our own opinions and everybody shares different things or what have you. Well, go listen to what some of these guys and some of these ladies have to say uh, and enlighten yourself on what's going on in the world around you. Uh, next up, we have a 30-second timeout. Uh, again, this is just a little couple minutes where uh, I'll take and share something with you every day. I'm going to share a quote uh, that I found by a guy named Art Lovely. I found it on Twitter. I find a lot of things on Twitter. If you're not on Twitter, you know, I really think you should. It's an unbelievable professional development tool. It's a great way just to find things. All kind of different people I subscribe to that just put out quotes, put out stories, that put out videos. It just has such a a collection of things that you really can't find in one place anywhere else. And uh, you know, so if you're not on Twitter, kind of urge you to do so. And if you do, go follow the podcast at ninety four by fifty pod. And you can, uh, you know, follow along with us on, on social media, see what's going on, uh, real time updates and different things. Um, so in the 30 second timeout today, quote by Art Lovely, it says, every day is a gift. Pretty simple, right? Every day is a gift. But do you really look at it as that? I mean, uh, you know, I've gotten the, the past year or so instead of getting out of the habit of saying, I have to do this, I have to do that. Well, I get to. And, you know, it was something on my basketball staff last year at Randolph we talked about a lot with you know, Kip Owens with Wright Ward with Lawrence Pippins with Troy Saxon, guys that, you know, assisted me there in the basketball program. You know, we, we tried to eliminate saying, I have to do this. We have to do this, you know, what have you. And instead it was, I get to. And I, I thought about that as I was reading that quote, every day is a gift. How many of us really wake up every day and go, man, like I was given this day. Uh, you know, I know I'm guilty of doing it. I wake up and uh, I snooze and don't want to get out of bed and I'm comfortable and what have you. I'm not looking at the day as a gift if I'm just wasting it away. So I urge you and remind you that every day is a gift and treat it as you get to. You don't have to, you know, whatever it might be. I have to go to work. I get to go to work. I don't you know, have to go pick up my kids from school. I get to go pick up my kids from school. I don't have to go to practice. I get to go to practice, whatever it might be. Have a, you know, get to instead of have to attitude. And I think that'll help you with a lot. Finally, going to wrap up with Twitter poll updates uh, from the press conference number two. If you haven't listened to that, go do so. You can find it on all of our, uh, all of the platforms where our podcast is available, whether it be Spotify, Podcaster, Pocket Cast, Google Podcast. And then obviously on the Apple podcast app where we get on every week and we debate a different prompt. Um, this week's debate was what sport has the best postseason? Uh, Troy Saxton, myself, Lawrence Pippins, Blake Crittenden, and Kip Owens got on and talked for a while. Had a, a very fun conversation. You know, I had a lot of great feedback from it. I think we checked most of the boxes. Right now, Troy Saxton is kind of running away with the deal. Uh, he's got 75% of 102 votes. So you can do the math there. And, you know, the next closest has 10%. That's Lawrence Pippins. Troy went with March Madness, which was chalk. He was the first pick. Uh, Pip followed up with the Little League World Series, which, you know, after hearing Dale talk about it, you know, maybe Pip, uh, we know a, a, a supporter he had in the Twitter poll. I'm in third right now with the college football bowls and playoff uh, series. And then Blake is in last uh, with the NFL playoffs. And then Kip didn't make the – Kip didn't make the poll with his pick of the World Cup, but feel free to support Kip. Jump in, chime in, tell us what you think, tell us what you missed. Uh, This next week is going to be a whole lot of fun on the press conference. We are going to be debating best sitcoms or favorite sitcoms. 
So we want to step away from sports for a little bit and talk about situational comedies on television. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. The order's been set. I can tell you guys, Troy is finally out of the catbird seat. Uh, we moved to a new uh, order generator where you're, you receive – it's lottery style where you receive a certain number of balls based on your finish in the last poll. Uh, Troy had the highest likelihood of getting the first pick, but he was uprooted by Pip. So Pip will be picking one, and then Troy will be picking two. Uh, I'm back in fifth, but that's fine. My goal is personally to be the first – five seed to make it into the Twitter poll. So excited to bring that to you. It'll be coming out by Monday. Uh, if you haven't listened to episode number three of 288 feet, we had a great guest on Zach Broadfoot, a uh, voluntarily rolling podcast where they talk, you know, SEC football, Alabama, Tennessee, uh, had a great interview with him. So go tune in to listen to that. As always, we appreciate your support. If you ever have anything that you think can enhance the product, if you ever have a way that you want to get involved with 94 by 50, Reach out to us. Find us on Facebook at 94x50podcast or on Twitter at 94x50pod. Look forward to hearing from you soon. Appreciate you giving us the opportunity to come through your speakers again. And always remember, today doesn't suck. This is Dylan Bunnell with 94x50. See you next time.